We are mothers. We are mothers. We are mothers. I'm your host, Maya Ginsberg, and you are listening to We Are Mothers, a podcast that opens the space to dig deeper into our identity as women through the lens of motherhood. In each episode, we'll be listening to women who are honest about their stories, and in that, they are brave. Today, you will hear a piece by Erin Coppolo, a mother of two in Tel Aviv who is currently running her own branding and marketing company called The Expert Collective. You heard from her business partner, Tommy, in episode 7. I met Erin while we were both working at Tel Aviv University, running programs for international students. When she started coming to my prenatal classes, our friendship shifted outside of the workplace, and I have a deep level of respect for her, both professionally and as a mother. I remember sitting with Erin at a cafe when I was just starting to put We Are Mothers together, and I asked if she would be up for writing something. She always struck me as someone that kept her personal stuff to herself, so I was honored and slightly surprised when she said yes pretty quickly. She has been such a big part of making We Are Mothers a reality for me because she was one of the core people that seemed genuinely excited about the project and believed in me to execute it. When I read the essay that she wrote, which is a letter to herself before becoming a mother, I was so moved because I felt like I could have written that letter to myself and it made me smile to realize that we had even more in common than I realized. Have a listen to what she wrote and then stay tuned for the interview afterwards. Dear Erin, when I think of you, a small smile always passes my lips. The strongest memories I hold of you are those of you on the move. Racing your camp counselor at 12, running with field hockey stick in hand at 17, rushing to catch that plane at 21 on your way to backpack in Mexico, Sprinting from that bus to your first love on kibbutz at 23. Finally finding your rhythm in that bar in Budapest at 24. My memories of you are filled with life and yearning and angst and yes, loneliness. And always, always the memory of you searching for something. You are always searching for your crowd, always trying to find your place. If I were able to reach back and tell you that you would find your home in your children's faces, what would you tell me? Would you believe me? Would you feel calm? Hope? Confidence? Would you let yourself stand still a little longer? Well, you did. Your children settled you, rooted you, in location and in yourself. I have to tell you, I have never felt as calm, confident, grounded, and beautiful as I do today. I know you think motherhood will change you. I know that is something you are not scared of or worried about. You just know it'll happen. But Aaron, let me tell you, motherhood won't change who you are. It will complete who you are becoming. Motherhood was our missing piece. I wonder what you would say to me if you could see me now. I wonder if I hold myself differently. Would you think I gotten old? Would you see me as beautiful, as accomplished? Would you be anxiously waiting for what I have become? Or would you want something different? Thinking of you looking at me makes me wonder. What version of myself would I be today if I didn't have children? I can't say for certain how much of who I am now is a result of motherhood or just getting older. As we age, we ripen. We get better, we get smarter, we get tougher, we are more sensual, we are more direct. 
But when you are responsible for others, I mean really responsible, the change extends beyond any other personal change that comes with age. When you know deep in the dark of your belly that you would die for someone else, something monumental happens. You start to look beyond yourself. I recently heard someone say that so many of us fear giving things away. We're afraid that in the giving away of our energy, our ideas, our work, our love, we lose power. But she countered that the act of giving away only elevates our own power, our own control, our own ability. Raising children requires a lot of giving away. You have to walk and carry and schlep and wake up and pick up and comfort and feed and on and on even when you're dead tired, even when you're sick, even when you're fed up. You have to look beyond yourself. But I believe in the accumulation of that, that looking beyond myself, I filled up, I became complete, I grew satisfied. And that, beyond anything else, has shaped me into the woman I am today. Take a good look. I hope you like what you see. I do. Much love, Erin. So tell me about how it felt to write this letter to yourself. It was a really interesting process because first I was I was sort of overwhelmed by the idea. I thought, oh, I don't know if I can do that. And then as I got into it, it really brought up a lot of things that I hadn't thought about in, you know, ever or or just sort of sporadically thought about or sort of had in the back of my mind but hadn't really formulated into any kind of articulation. Um, so it was... It wasn't, you know, I, I kind of did it in two sprints. I sort of got through half of it very quickly and then took a break and reread it a couple of times. And I had to find my groove, which I found, which is sort of the, the way I do with most of my creative processes. And it kind of, inspiration comes and it flows through and then you kind of get it. Um, and it was a very, very meaningful and, and rewarding experience for me. And I'm curious, it, like, you paint such an amazing picture of like the before and after Erin. And I'm curious if this is something that you saw happen instantaneously. Like, can you remember being like, oh, I'm different. Like, you know, you had children, suddenly you're different. Or was this gradual, um, the change? No, it was definitely not instantaneous. I think it was gradual and it kind of, um, I think only recently in the last year or two have I really come to sort of to be aware of it. I think, um, like I said, like I really was searching for a long time, sort of actively and, and not actively, sort of just being frustrated with my circumstance. And I realized that that really had kind of vanished and I felt really, really fulfilled in what I was doing. And I think also I've been able to stay true to, um, you know, it's not just, like I said in the piece, like it's 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 hard to say which what part of it's becoming older and what part of it is, is because of a mother. But I think that, you know, everything I wrote is 100% true that, the kids have given me, you know, I, I've kind of feel like I've, I've realized my true self and they are an instrumental part of that process and that my, um, my ability and my choices with what I do professionally, how I do things professionally and my balance in my life is really where I want it to be right now. I feel really, really confident and satisfied with it. And do you see it changing like this kind of new version of you or this fuller version of you, maybe or truer version? Do you see that changing your relationships? And has anyone that knows you really well, has anyone commented on that or like, do other people see it? My parents and my husband have definitely have definitely seen it and have mentioned it. And I think 
um, you know, I can't remember exactly when and at what points, because uh, now I have two children and the evolution has been happening for six years. But um, but they they definitely notice something and they always remark, you know, it used to be sort of connected to where I was living, that I was living here and and which was away from my parents and, and where I you know grew up. Uh, and and a lot of it was originally tied to sort of it feels like you found your place in uh, geographically. And, and and more recently, it's been, you know, it seems like you're just really, you're just really rooted in who you are and, and your life at the moment. Could you expand on how you feel you have found a truer version of yourself since becoming a mother? Yeah, sure. So I think the best way to describe it is that I haven't had the time to between have, being a mother and having kids and, and working and living my life to really focus as much as I did before on my own insecurities, I would say. And being forced to put those aside, not that they don't pop up and not that they're not there, um, but being forced not to give them more time, the time that I, that I gave them before, has made me focus more on the things that I do and that I accomplish uh, because I need to do them and accomplish them. And it's given me a lot of confidence. So um, I found that I surprised myself more. And in that surprising, I have grown to be, I think, a more confident and grounded woman. And I actually feel like in these last few years, since becoming a mother, I've really become an adult. Yeah, like before it was a little more like faking the yeah. adulthood and the faking the grown-up thing. And now you're like, oh, I'm actually... I, this is this is me like I am responsible I am capable like I can trust myself to show up to situations and manage them yeah and you have to do it like I think about situations with my kids school or or other things like that where before I would be sort of shy and I was always one to kind of be like oh well this is a situation and I can deal with this you know but when it's my kids uh it's different you have to sort of push back at times and you have to do things for them that might be outside of your comfort zone and and i i guess that for me has been a bit of what adulthood is about it's about um not just dealing with the things that come at you but also actively shaping the reality that you live in in a way that is not just for the benefit of yourself and like going back to what you're saying about the insecurities do you think back to some of those insecurities maybe you had before having kids and like can you see how some of them were just in your mind and sort of those two were were something you entertained but weren't actually strongly who you were? Like the truer version of you was there underneath that capable, responsible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's hard for me to pin. I think the two biggest insecurities that I've always had has been one that I didn't think that people actually liked me. <laughs> and two is that I didn't I, I didn't feel like I was seen as capable enough professionally like I felt like I I didn't have those big title jobs or work for those fancy companies that people said oh you must really know what you're doing or like you're impressive and I kind of made my career I feel like from the bottom up Um, and now it almost doesn't I don't let those thoughts bother me anymore because I feel like I don't know if I've always sort of known I was I was capable and I and 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 the liking me part let's just put aside for a second but the the capable part the that that now it's like I don't feel the need to prove it anymore I just do it and there's a big difference in that and there's a huge release in that because when you when you stop saying 
do people think I can do it? And you just say, well, I'm going to do it and I have no other choice or I'm going to do it because I can and I know so and, and they will eventually see or they won't see, but that's not the point. That's a huge shift in, in agency. Um, and I really do believe that that's been rooted through the having of my children and the raising them. And, and then going to the other insecurity, can you, can you maybe speak on how that's, like your, your relationships have shifted and um, because I think that is a big element as well. Like I, at least for me, I see like, not my confidence, but I feel like something in having a child just gives me this deeper sense of like purpose. Mm-hmm. So then all that, that feeling of like, I need my purpose from having these friendships or people right. liking me, like that's less important. Maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I have a core now and, and my core is my family. And it used to be my core was my family, which was my parents and my siblings. And that they're still, we're still very close and they still are a core, but they're not my rock anymore. My rock is my husband and my children. And, and, um, and I know, you know, all they're solid for me. There's no questioning. There's no anything. And I think a lot of my, my, I get so much out of them that I don't feel I'm not searching for it anymore. And I think that's what also my what I wrote was about was about sort of searching and trying to find your place. And my family has my family, my 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 immediate family has rooted me. Um, So I don't need that external validation the way that I did before, I think. Um, And and I know who I am now. And that's hugely and I don't want to say it's just being just because I had kids now I've discovered who I am. I think this is also in tangent with growing up in general and one influences the other and vice versa but um yeah I think when you have an uh, you know your internal world is is a solid one the external world is is important and it's important to nurture that and to to engage with it but it it doesn't need to fill the same same role and when you say that you found this kind of happy balance between career and family what does that actually look like for you and how have you how, how have you managed to find that balance so I think this is something that I really um, I'm very proud of and I really want to bestow on other people not just women but that um, and I learned this really from my dad which is that you we have the power to shape the professional reality that we are in and not and I not not everyone does but we have more agency than we think um, I was looking at a choice between going into a more you know, corporate space or going independent. And I chose to go independent primarily because I wanted flexibility. And I wanted flexibility to work when I needed and wanted to work, but I didn't want to compromise on my career advancement. Um, and I built for myself now what is, and I took sort of a leap of faith and I ended up finding an incredible business partner and we've built a marketing and branding agency which after two years is really starting to take off with Futvu. And, you know, we gave ourselves the freedom to say, we're going to start this together and see where it goes. And we've made flexibility a, a priority value in the company. And so um, we now, I have a lifestyle now that I cherish. So I work really hard, but it's on the, you know, it's on my own hours. I am able to pick up the kids when I, you know, when it's my turn and when it, or when my husband's away traveling, which he does a lot. Um, I'm able to to really live this incredible life. I don't have to commute to work. Um, you know, everything. Um, sometimes I commute to see clients, but it's really it's really on my terms, and I cherish that. And it's worth its weight in gold. And it might not be forever. You know, maybe it's just for this stage that we both have young kids. But um, I really cherish it. And I think that when I hear people say, 
and again, I'm saying this with a sort of a sense that I, I am aware that I've made certain choices and this, this freedom doesn't exist, you know, but for everybody. But when people say, well, I can't do that because I have to work, you don't like you can you can push back and you, if people want you, they will bend in order to keep you. So I really I would really encourage people to not let the excuse that my job requires it mean that you don't live the life that you want to. That might sound very lofty to say, but I really believe it. And I see with my peers um, in different places that they you, you can miss out on a lot if you if you don't be if you're not careful. So do you think you would have chosen this independent uh, work situation and, and structure if you didn't have kids? No, I'm sure I would have gone a different direction. I'm sure. I think in my in my former job, I had to physically clock in and it like killed my soul and they didn't I couldn't make my hours because I had to there were a lot of weeks where I had to drop the kids off and at school in the morning and then pick up well I only had my daughter at the time but and then pick her up at, after school and I just couldn't make even though I was working at night they wouldn't count that towards my anyway it's a long story mm -hmm. but I'm sure because of that experience and if it didn't have kids it wouldn't have had the same impact on me as if as when I did yeah. I mean I think that's kind of those are also the pushes and decisions that you have to just you're pushed, you, you, like you, you are forced to make, not forced, but I think you really have to look at priorities in a new way yeah. with kids. And, and in, I, I think for me, it's been like such a blessing because we can get into such a mindset of, I need to, like you said before, I need to work at this place and that place and I have to work these kinds of hours. And when you actually can't in order to right. see your children, you have to figure out another solution and it pushes you to be so much more creative. Yeah, and I think a lot of people said like, I also left my job when I was pregnant. I was, I was due in four months and I said, if I, don't, if I don't leave before I have the baby, I'm never gonna figure out what I want because I wasn't sure what I wanted. And I took that time to sort of play around and consult and that kind of stuff, which led eventually to what I'm doing now. And everyone told me I was crazy. They were like, don't leave, you, you know, this is the best place for a mother. You don't, you know, you don't have to work too hard. Like you don't, you, what are you going to do? You're going to have the baby and then go back to what? And all of this stuff. And I, I just felt like I didn't, you know, if one person said you should go to a place where you can be like have a mommy job to me one more time, I was going to like punch them because mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, for me, my career, whatever that looks like is so important to me. And it does, yeah, I get so much joy out of working that not being in a job just because it could like, you know, pay part of my bills and and I wouldn't have to work so hard was the last thing in the world I wanted and I think that there's so many stories of really capable women leaving the workforce because they can't find that balance and I think now with with the with the um what do they coin it like the 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 freelancer revolution or whatever that more and more people are going independent we're seeing that but I think there's a lot of challenges that come with being a freelancer as well which are challenging and I don't think it needs to be one or the other and mm -hmm. and that you know, places need to be able to recognize that that value comes from getting people to to be the you know the most productive they can be, and that's not necessarily from a nine to five environment. So I think that is changing too. It's an interesting exercise to write to yourself before becoming a mother. What would you say? What has been the main shift for you? What do you wish you could have told yourself then that you know now? Here's how some of the women from this season answered that question. 
If I could talk to my pre-mother self, I would say something along the lines of, it's going to be much, much harder than you can imagine in ways that you can't even imagine right now, but you're going to do fine. You're going to get through this and, and you're going to be great. I would say you don't put yourself down because you are strong enough to, to raise yourself. You can do it to somebody else. You can do it for yourself. Um, and be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself. Because you having a child and creating a being that you fall in love with is such an ego boost. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I created this amazing person. That's pretty cool. And so I sort of let my, let my other self have that knowledge that they could do it. If they could do that, they could do everything. Be present and be kind to yourself. I wish I'd said those two things. Oh, I would definitely say it's going to happen because adoption is filled with a ton of doubt and a ton of, you know, you just don't think it's ever going to happen. There's up, there's just a ton of failures before it happens. There's all, there's a ton of almost before it actually goes through. So I would totally tell myself to just relax and not worry and it'll happen when it happens. And I would also tr tell myself that I will not in the future, I won't care that my children aren't biological and I won't care that I didn't carry them, you know, wasn't pregnant with them because I just love them and it doesn't matter. And I think if I hadn't, if I could have, if someone could have just snapped their fingers and had me realize that in the past, it would have saved me a lot of grief, you know. I would tell myself to, to breathe, slow down, sleep a lot, to love yourself for everything that you are to be in the moment, to remember every moment, to travel. Nothing really matters. Like, you're already so perfect just the way you are. I, I often think about the way I talk to my daughter, Satya, and, like, I try to now talk to myself that way, too. Like, so for so many years, I spoke to myself with so much... Um, so much anger or so much hatred or, you know, just I was really hard on myself and, and I would never speak to my baby that way. And so, you know, I've tried to really change my tune and speak to myself the way I speak to her. So I guess, I guess that's how I would, I would talk to my pre-motherhood self. <laughs> This podcast is all about food for thought. We are here to give you that spark that inspires you to reflect deeper on your own experience and hopefully feel connected to a wider community of women and mothers. It's so moving to receive your emails and to hear what your listening experience has been like and what it has brought up for you. So please keep sharing. We only have a couple of episodes left in this season and then we have some exciting things in store for you for season two. But for now, I will leave you with a quote that has been with me from my pre-motherhood days of searching for my identity all the way into the present when I find myself searching for solutions or answers to the small and big questions of life. It's by the poet Rilke. Have patience with everything unresolved in your heart, 
and try to love the questions themselves as if they were locked rooms or books written in a very foreign language. Don't search for the answers which could not be given to you now, because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. Perhaps then, someday far in the future, you will gradually, without even noticing it, live your way into the answer. Sit with that for a moment. Maybe even take a deep breath and have a beautiful week. <laughs>